Hey, it's Sean and Dana. Welcome to this episode 197 extra, all with our first impressions of Fountain Blue Las Vegas. Yeah, we told you we would do this as an extra because we just went for a tour of the inside of the property. And it's the first time that we've actually seen the inside. The property opens December 13th. It'll open with a private party and then at 1145 p.m. the doors will open to the public. And that's when the uh, inaugural dice roll is going to happen on the casino floor. Um, but Dana, let's get into our first impressions. I know for me, I felt like Fountain Blue was just dripping in luxury. I agree. I mean, the golds, the blues, the marble floors, it was absolutely stunning. And it's always difficult because I think when we walk into any new property, you know, we're usually like, wow. Um, but I feel like this was a little next level. <laughs> well, it was. And, and I feel like what gives it I don't know what sets it apart from other luxury properties on the Las Vegas Strip are the ceilings because the ceilings are towering at the when you're on the casino floor. There's 45 foot ceilings that have a, a second level uh, in the promenade um, where there's some, you know, food, food establishments and the theater is up on the second level. You can actually look over in some parts down into the casino. Yeah, I mean, it was stunning. The accents everywhere, right? It's like every single move had a different kind of accent. You will see, first of all, the signature Fountain Blue bow tie uh, incorporated into so much inside the property and outside. But one thing that we really noticed were the chandeliers. The chandeliers are gorgeous, but what made them really unique was the bow tie. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, you will see that uh, bow tie uh, icon, bow tie logo in everything from the walls to the carpets, the chandeliers, as you mentioned. Uh, some of the furniture is even shaped like a bow tie, especially if you're looking down from above. Um, but the chandelier, I think the centerpiece chandelier is over top of the blue bar. That is the center bar in the middle of the casino floor. And you really need to see it <laughs> to understand the grandeur of this chandelier. It is massive. Yeah, it is massive. And then as these pieces hang, you look up and there's this, the bottom is like these gold bow ties. It's, it's hard to explain. You're going to see it and you're going to be like, wow. Yeah, they're like columns in the shape of a bow tie. Yeah. And if you look like you said, from the bottom up, you can really see that shape. But it's just absolutely incredible. Another uh, piece of luxury that we saw before we even stepped inside was the fleet of Rolls-Royce cars. Yeah, they are blue. They are. They were stunning. Rolls-Royce is my fave. And I was like, wow, these are gorgeous. So when you see the blue Rolls-Royce Rolling down the street in Las Vegas, you will know it is a car from the Fountain Blue. There were SUVs, there were cars, it's a whole fleet. And it's a custom color of blue, of course, spelled B-L-E-A-U. <laughs> That's what we're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, something I did want to mention about Blue Bar that you brought up real quick is uh, when, we were, when we were getting the tour, they were telling us this is going to be the place to be seen. Yes. They really are like definitely counting on this being the spot 
where people will want to hang. You will want to be seen. And so we look forward to that vibe. We love a good center bar, right? We absolutely do. Uh, we also love good restaurants. And there are no shortage of uh, restaurant venues inside of Fountain Blue. A couple of standouts. Uh, Don's is the classic steakhouse that you'll find just off of the casino floor. And then there's Poppy, which is uh, one of Fountain Blue's restaurants in Miami. They've kind of reimagined it for Las Vegas. This is the party steakhouse. Yeah, he said, if you're coming for like quiet conversation, this is not your spot. <laughs> Poppy's was stunning. Poppy's steak. Uh, he said it's more of a party. And I say he, I'm, I don't know everyone's names. We were on a tour and we were meeting all sorts of different people. But um, the man that worked there, he said that uh, it's more of a party vibe, a nightlife vibe. Um, it's not going to be quiet. They're going to have a DJ seven nights a week. It was stunning. But like you said, then you go down to Don's Prime, the classic steakhouse, and they have a green room and a red room. And it was intimate. And I just, I loved the feel in there. You didn't feel like when you walk in, it was this massive room, right? It's more intimate. Um, the booths were, were beautiful. The fixtures, the moldings, all of it. And when we were talking with uh, the man inside Don's, he was telling us that uh, they are going to be known for their menu and their hospitality. He said it's going to be a nostalgic hospitality. Everybody knows your name feel. And he said they're also known for, obviously, their steaks and their roasted seafood. And their sides. I'm excited for their sides, too. Yeah. Sides at steakhouses are always good, right? Really but I have are. a feeling it'll be really good at Don's Prime. I loved, that was one of my favorite spots. Yeah, same with me. Uh, the other steakhouse, Poppy, the party steakhouse, um, one of the, the standout uh, features that I thought was pretty incredible is their $1,000 tomahawk steak. Mm. It's served, well, it's presented to you at your table in a gold briefcase. They brand the steak right in front of you before it's taken back into the kitchen to be put onto the grill. And they, when they bring out this gold briefcase, uh, picture the presentation almost like uh, getting a really expensive bottle service at a nightclub. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of presentation and vibe you're going to be getting inside of there. Um, and there are, there's a, on the promenade level, the second level, there's an entire food hall uh, that has some incredible spots there. A bunch of lounges and other restaurants that we saw scattered throughout the property. I think in all, there are 37 uh, food and beverage locations spread throughout Fountain Blue. Yeah, there are a lot. Uh, the food hall is called The Promenade. And um, we were learning about this one spot there that they have in Miami. It's called Miami Slice, known for their great, incredible, tasty dough on their pizza. And she was telling us, and when I say she, by the way, I wanted to mention, we got this tour with the Fountain Blue Las Vegas Chief Operating Officer, Colleen Birch. So she was actually giving us the tour. And she was telling us they were competing for who had the best dough. Was it going to be Las <laughs> Vegas and Miami? And so we got to try that out. You know, oh, I'm all about that. Um, but yeah, you know, we also saw Mother Wolf on the bottom floor. That was gorgeous. And that is a hot spot in Southern California, apparently very difficult restaurant to get into. And that was gorgeous too. Very intimate. When we walked in, I said it almost had like a European uh, feel. It kind of felt like I was walking into a 
a, a, a gorgeous hotel in London. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt that way. Um, then we went to Q, by the way, and that's an Asian inspired wood fired restaurant. So it sounded really delicious. It's K Y U pronounced Q. And this is the one restaurant that has windows. It sits toward the front. And so, um, that was really cool because the other ones, you know, were located more in the center of the property has about 224 seats total. And something, um, that I wanted to point out that you thought was really cool too. Yeah. The chef is sober. So it was important for him to add really well curated non-alcoholic drinks to their menu. So there's eight or nine non-alcoholic creations awesome. that will, you'll, you'll get the vibe of sipping on a cocktail, but it'll, it'll be non-alcoholic and you don't get that in most places. You don't get that attention placed on non-alcoholic beverages. So that, I thought that was a really cool uh, feature. Yeah, really. I love that too. We went into the uh, Blue Live Theater. That fits about just under 4,000 people. They have a floor that they can do different things to. So it'll depend. Um, Colleen was t- telling us that, you know, we could leave the floor for standing for shows. If we wanted to have a boxing ring in here, we could. So a lot of different, you know, capabilities there. Yeah, it's uh, four levels. There's uh, two balconies, the mezzanine level, and then the floor level seating with a, a great stage. I think that's going to be a, a really nice uh, venue. And it'll be cool to see the entertainers who end up mm-hmm. uh, playing shows at Fountain Blue too. I don't think that we're going to see long running residencies at Fountain Blue, maybe more like short stint kind of shows. Yeah, changing it up, different people coming and going. We know they have Post Malone there, New Year's Eve weekend. So that's great. And then um, the opening party, there's a surprise performance. So we don't know who that is yet, uh, but we will let you know, of course, because we'll be there. So um, they will kind of uh, break in that theater, I guess you should say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rooms also, Dana, we stepped inside uh, the guest rooms. The first, which was a standard room, is over 500 square feet, mm-hmm. which is bigger than you know a lot of new york city apartments yeah and it it was a it was the finishes in there were also absolutely beautiful i loved the room i same yeah the color theme everything there's about 60 rooms per floor in the fountain blue um but yeah the standard room was just fine you know what i mean like really nice it was (laughs) beautiful we also went into uh, one of the one bedroom suites it was more than 1,600 square feet. It was a panorama suite, so it kind of sat at the end of the building, and you got incredible views. Um, they had really intimate little uh, seating nooks mm-hmm. where your back is kind of up against the window and you're looking out. I was impressed. I don't know why I've been like so into the furniture in these new properties lately, but the fabric on those banquettes yeah. were just, it was just so soft and luxurious. luxurious. The whole room it was really luxe. I yeah. mean, I walked in there and I'm like, I want to move in. I loved this suite, this panorama suite. I thought it was gorgeous. I loved the, just the one bedroom with the bathroom and then the living room area. They had a long table. Yeah. The dining room area. I, you turn corners. It was all windows. It was just gorgeous. I thought, a lot of people are going to spend some time here and enjoy it. Then there's a five, 10,000 square feet penthouses up at the top, by the way, that we didn't get a peek at yet, yet, but those sound like they're going to be 
you know, pretty nice. I yeah. have a feeling. <laughs> we'll work on uh, getting up to the top of the building and mm -hmm. getting a look inside of uh, some of the places where the mega high rollers are going to be uh, resting their heads when they're not down on the casino floor. Yeah. We passed a couple other spots um, that, that Colleen mentioned, like, I, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, La Fontaine, or if it was La, I think it was La Fontaine. Yeah. Um, yep. It was a breakfast lunch spot that she said eventually we'll have dinner. She said they have fantastic fluffy pancakes in there. Um, we did walk by the spa and then she mentioned also that there's a separate room there that's really just going to focus almost like a, it's like a foot spa. And so I love that because, you know, you go out, you have a, you know, you walk the strip or you're out on your, you know, for women, you're out on your feet and your heels. The next day you need a good foot massage, a good foot treatment, a pedicure, whatever you need. But it's going to be focused on that one room. It's just we can come, relax, get a little foot massage and, and go for it. Yeah, I think uh, it goes without saying our expectations of Fountain Blue were far exceeded with our, uh, you know, first glimpse inside and i'm excited to see and it was things were still uh kind of not it wasn't a full construction zone but people were still you know things were being painted finishes were being done carts were being pushed around so i'm excited to get in there on december 13th for the grand opening and actually see everything polished up and ready yeah. For visitors. It was fun, actually, to get that look at people putting, you know, the final touches on. And, and what a community. You could tell the team had been inside there for a long time working together. They're excited about it. So I loved that energy and being able to be a part of it. Um, we saw people being trained in some of the different, you know, bars and restaurants. I love that. And I was just going to say, uh, with the staff that was being trained, they were also friendly, too. When we would walk in, they would all say, Hi, how are yeah. you? Welcome in. And they were there for their training. I know. Yeah, it, it was great. I love that. I loved seeing that side of it. You yeah. know, that's something that we don't get to see often. And we have so many fabulous hospitality workers on the strip and off the strip. And to see them do their thing and get ready for an exciting opening was uh, exciting for us. So we appreciate it. Listen, we're going to obviously be at all the events uh, for the Fountain Blue opening. So stay with us. Uh, we'll be posting stuff on our social media. We'll be doing more in another podcast in our KCAL segment in Southern California that we do coming up on December 15th. We're going to have a segment totally dedicated to that. So stay tuned. Be sure to stay tuned to our Vegas Revealed social media pages. Subscribe and like our content on our Vegas Revealed YouTube channel. We'll be posting red carpet footage there for you to see. And as always, thank you for joining us on this episode 197 Extra. Okay.